Jay Martinez. We're here at the Resurrection Center, and we are still on the series, The Keys of the Kingdom. Amen? We're going to pick up where we left off last week. Let's go to Matthew chapter 5, verse 1 through 12. And if you have your Bibles, if you could be on your feet, and even if you don't have a Bible, be on your feet to show reverence to the Word of God. Amen? Matthew chapter 5. Verse 1 through 12. I guarantee you, if you get a hold of this, your life is going to change. Guess what? For the better. For the better. Don't take the word of God lightly. Because as the day is of today, many of us, our time is running out. God has given us enough time to get our act together. He has given us a calling. And He wants us, as His children, to develop that calling so that we can be effective here on earth. You only have one life. Remember that. Matthew chapter 5, verse 1 through 12. And seeing the multitudes, He went up on a mountain... And when he was seated, his disciples came to him. Then he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Mm. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, Mm. for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they revel and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Amen. Father, we thank you for this word. We ask you to give us the wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding that only comes from you. We don't want it from men. We want it from you, Lord, so that we can be effective here on this earth. Father, we thank you. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, you may all be seated. Amen. For the next couple of minutes, I'm going to go right. I'm going to dive in. I'm going to dive in. Today is a day that the Lord wants to speak to his people. Those who are called by his name, those who proclaim to know him. He wants to speak to each and every one of us today. Amen. Matthew chapter 5, verse 1 through 12. Jesus is speaking to his disciples. And he's giving them instructions. He is teaching them how the kingdom of God operates. Everyone that has confessed the name of Jesus and has received the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, these beatitudes are required of you. There's a demand and an expectation of God Place upon every believer on the face of the planet. There is not an excuse for you to continue in the patterns and behaviors that have not got you nowhere. The kingdom of God is available to everyone. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God doesn't have any favorites. We are all his children. And, and like we have accepted him as our father, then we ha- must as well accept the corrections that he has given us. Now, verse 9, we spoke last week about verse 2 and verse 8. I mean, verse 3 and verse 8, where we talked about poured in spirit and pure in heart. Now we're going to focus on verse 9. Bless are the peacemakers. They shall be called children of who? 
Children of who? Blessed are the peacemakers. In a time that we're currently living in, we are supposed to be the light and the salt in the midst of chaos. We are not to be blaming others for what's going on. We got to go and check in with God to see what God's report is about what's taking place today. So that in return, he can give us the solution and we could bring peace in the midst of chaos. Are you hearing me, church? In order for you to be a peacemaker of God, you got to self-evaluate yourself. I mean, you can make up any excuse to justify your poor behavior. But at the end of the day, you're a subtotal of you. You are a subtotal of you. Anything you take in and anything you dish out, it's you. Now, for years, we play church. But God allow a time such as this to stop everyone's agenda so that we could get back on track because the train is moving. If you have been betrayed, if you have been let down, if people have ridiculed you, if people have left you for dead, this is God's answer to that. Welcome to the club. Welcome to the club. Because before anyone walks out on you, they walked out on God before they walked out on you. Tweet that. Hashtag that. Stop having a pity party with yourself and start celebrating what God did for you. Because at the end of the day, when you really look at your life, it's not that bad. It's only as bad as you make it seem. Or as bad as you want it to be. God gave us eight attitudes for us to consider and to walk accordingly to those attitudes. And one of them, he said, blessed are the peacemakers. In other words, the church of God shouldn't be involved or engaging in any gossip. The church of God shouldn't be speaking in a time of crisis. The church of God should be praying in a time of crisis. Everyone is giving their opinion on what's going on. Have you considered God's opinion? How can you consider God's opinion when you got caught up with the notion and you got caught up with everything that's going on and you lost sight of God in the midst of it? God said that there will be perilous times and there will be difficult times. But trust in me for I have overcome the world. That means the victory is already ours. Game over. It's the roles that we play. Are you hearing what I'm saying church? Everything you take in and everything you dish out reveals the real you. What comes out of your mouth exposes your heart. My mom used to tell me when we were kids, be careful what comes out of your mouth. Be careful what you say. Be careful how you express yourself. If we don't consider our ways, we will become victims of our own ignorance. In the kingdom of God, there is order. In the kingdom of God, there is blessing. In the kingdom of God, there is rest. In the kingdom of God, there's prohibition. In the kingdom of God, there is victory. Now, if we are His children, we are partakers. I'll break it down in a way that it makes sense. When you go over your parents' house, I don't know if this has happened to many of you. If you go over to your parents' house, you ask them for a glass of, uh, uh, of soda or water or something, and they say, this is your house? Help yourself. This is the kingdom of God. Help yourself. Does it make any sense? We're walking around defeated. Like we have no identity, losing sight of who we really are and who has called us. 
If I am the child of a king, then I must behave like a prince. A prince is careful about his circle of influence. Many of us are, are, don't want to become the people that we currently, currently are. But we are that way because we allow others to influence us. That's why you got to be careful. I don't care if it's your mom, your dad, your, 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 your brother, your sister, your uncle, your niece, your, your best friend, your co-workers, your neighbors. If they're spewing nothing but hate, get away from them. I'm not going to feed into that. I'm sorry, mom. I didn't come here for gossip. I'm sorry, dad. I didn't come here to feed into your theory. I am a child of God. Yes, you are my father. Yes, you are my mom. Yes, I respect you. But at the end of the day, you're not going to spill that venom in me so I come out of character. Because at the end of the day, God's going to call me accountable just as much as he's going to call you accountable. And I don't want to be under God's wrath. I want to be on his right side. Are you hearing me? Give God a round of applause. I was having a conversation with my apostle concerning about a few things that we're going to be working on with the church as we're moving into the direction that God wants us to move in, especially during times like these. And in the midst of the conversation, he, he looked at me with his eyes watery. He said, son, I admire you. And I say, why? He said, man, you have been between a rock and a hard place. And you have not renounced. That caught me off guard. I wasn't expecting my apostle to say that about me. But what he was relating to was what happened a few months ago prior to today. A few months ago, I was in the process of selling my house, buying a house. My wife was pregnant. We lost a baby. She had to go into surgery. Then the pandemic. Then the church, work, COVID, and everything else just blew up in my face. And many of you saw me coming in here, still standing, still talking bold, still moving. And at the end of the day, what I was able to say to my apostle as we were having a conversation, I said, everything that I am is because of him who has called me. Now, God doesn't want to hear your voice when things are going good. He wants to hear your voice in season and out of season. He wants you to glorify him in season and out of season. And, and, and many people tend to manipulate their relationship with God. They justify their reason is for an excuse not to serve him. Let me tell you something. If there's anyone that shouldn't be serving to begin with, should have been Jesus Christ. He should have cleaned his hands with the world and said, I'm out of here. And he stood there. And sometimes we compare ourselves and we say, well, you know, I've gone through hell. You haven't gone through hell. You've gone through a little difficult situation. I know we use that as a format expression. Oh, pastor, only if you knew I've gone through hell. No, I know someone who went through hell and came out the third day. His name was Jesus Christ. No, we've gone through situations based on, okay, the consequences of the decisions that we have made. I'll take my troubles and my situations any day over Jesus' situation. He was left alone, embarrassed, naked and ashamed in front of the people, crucified, betrayed, lied on, and came out victorious the third day. We need to change the way that we think about our situation, the way we think about our life, the, the, our attitudes, all of these things we have to consider. Why? Because these are the things that are keeping you stuck. When you don't have an attitude of gratitude, why God is going to give you more? You got to be thankful even for a glass of water. 
Some people have become so bougie nowadays. No, I can't drink that. I can't hang over. I can't have that. Well, we're in some troubled times. And be careful. Be careful of the things you criticize because one day you're going to be explaining them why you're doing them, especially the places where you shop. I don't shop at price right, you know. They don't got what I, one day you're going to be shopping there. I'm going to be shopping there. And I'm going to see you because I'm going to be right behind you. No, I, I, don't, I don't go there. I don't go to that store. You know, they don't got my products. When times get tough, because they are going to get tough, I'm giving it to you like it is. This is not one of them fake news. This is real news. It's coming. It's coming. Many of us are feeling it right now. Six months from now, we're going to enter into some desperate times. And what I mean by desperate, that you're going to see people crumble right before your own eyes. People that once you looked up to and you desire to be like them, in the middle of pressure, they collapse. Jesus is preparing us for us to have a blessed attitude for the times that are coming because in the midst of it at all, He wants to glorify Himself. Now understand this. In your crisis, in your situation, in the midst of everything, God has to be glorified. Are you hearing me? God has to be glorified. During my time of trouble, a few months ago, I saw men fail, but I didn't see God fail. If I put my hopes on people, I'm always going to be down. Are you hearing? I don't put an expectation on people. I, I can't. Because we're human beings. And we're filled of emotions and feelings. And sometimes our feelings and our emotions betray us. But if I put my hope on Jesus or on God, I can overlook that. Many people have asked me, how, 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 how did you make it out of that? You know, you lost a baby, this, all that. And I said, only God. The word of God. It was hard. It was tough. I cried. But I never renounced. I never walked away because at the end of the day, everything that I am, I owe it to him. Who am I to question him for what he has taken from me? I can't. Joe said it best. I came from my mother's womb naked. And naked I shall leave. In other words, the statement that he was trying to say, everything that I am and everything that I will ever be will be for the glory of God. If God gave it and God took it, blessed be the name of the Lord. And that's the attitude that God wants us to have at all times. At all times. I know it hurts. I, I, I feel you. I've been there. And I will be there in the future. But in the midst of all of that, for you not to forget who God is. And what God expects from you. Amen. Stop making excuses church. The more excuses we make. The more he holds back. We're holding our own blessings. We're holding them. You see. You could be. Where God wants you to be. If you adjust your attitude. If you have a heart of thanksgiving and an attitude of gratitude, I guarantee you God will open up the windows of heaven and pour you a blessing that you won't have room enough. The reason why he hasn't done that because you have not yet, as a believer, understood what a blessing is. Everything that you have right now, someone wishes they had. You see, we complain about flies, we complain about mosquitoes, we complain about all these things. What about people that are in a third world country? That are living right now at the same time that you're living and don't even have access to resources like we do. We have a headache, we could get on our car and go to CVS and Walgreens and get some painkillers. There are people right now as I speak in a third world country that don't have that. Is God fair? 
Or is God just? The Bible says that God is just. The Bible doesn't say anything about God being fair. Now just means that he glorifies himself accordingly to his will. I I don't know the cause or the notion of the things that are going on over there. But let me not forget that that could have been me. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Thank you, Lord, for the roof that I got over my head. Thank you, Lord, that I have access to resources. Thank you, Lord, because I have options to, for things that others don't. I was talking to my neighbor next door yesterday morning, and he was saying to me, what made you move to this town? The first thing that came out of my mouth was, God. God. Oh, God. And he says, really? And I say, yeah, because he knew that I was going to meet you. And I was going to reintroduce you to God. How do I reintroduce you to God? When I give you a different perspective of who God is. All things are possible for those who trust in the Lord. How do you trust in God? By your actions. By your actions. Your actions speak louder than words. Your actions determine where you are in life. You're the same person that you say that you're not. That's you. That's you. And each and every one of us, including me, all deserved hell. And God saved us from our own ignorance. God saved us from our own selfishness. God saved us from ourselves. And we turn around and complain. If we can change that, I guarantee you, the kingdom of God will invade your kingdom, and the kingdom of God will overpower your kingdom, and you will be able to reign like God wants you to reign. That means when you walk into places, you're not easily persuaded. Or easily fooled or tricked. How is it that we carry the spirit of God. And we're still falling for tricks. We're still easily being deceived. People are lying to us. The Bible says that when they lied to Peter. Peter said you have not only lied to me. You lied to the spirit of the Lord. And they dropped dead. And people are lying to you. And people are deceiving you. Why? Because you're sending a mixed message. You say one thing, but you act. You say you're a child of God, but you, in the midst of crisis, you act. I remember I was in the middle of a deal. And the person put pressure on me. And I said, if it's for me, it's for me. I'm not going to sit here. And negotiate my integrity and who I am because you're putting pressure on me. The Bible says, let your yes be yes and your no be no. If it's for me, it's going to come to me. And if it's for me, no one can steal it from me. I got the blessing. I got the blessing. And when I got the blessing, I honor God with the blessing. Many of us get the blessing... And we don't honor God. We don't have time to come to church. We have to clean the house on the day of the Lord. What if God cleaned his house? Where would you find yourself? I keep that in mind. That keeps me humble. The more humble you are, the more God will exalt you. Not your Facebook status. Your Facebook status is a misrepresentation of who you are. Because half of that stuff you're posting, you ain't even believing yourself. I see ministers lying. I went to the university of this. I went to that. You were lying. Lying. Lying, brother. You know what university I went to? To the university of my room. Praying on my, praying on my knees, seeking God in spirit and truth. And he revealed to me the manifestations of his kingdom by his grace and his mercy. Because I didn't deserve that. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? And people tend to manipulate 
situations expecting in return something. Let me tell you something. The same spotlight that you crave for can be the same spotlight that exposes you. That's why I live a very private life. I love it that way. I like it that way. You come to my house, you act up a fool, you'll have your coat on before you even know it. You'll be like, I forgot my keys. No, you didn't forget your keys. I turned on the car for you. It's warming up. It's waiting for you. Well, I don't want to leave. That's okay. I will call somebody that will make you leave. 911. I hear sirens. Yes, they're coming. Go with your drama somewhere else. You're going to disturb my peace. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When you have an attitude like that, God glorifies himself. You see, Satan tried to pull that and he kicked them out of heaven. He said, you, you, you can't be up here rolling like that thinking that you're special just because I created you that way. You're taking all the glory, all the vanity. No, you glorify me through what I have given you. You don't impress me with what I have given you. That's why you can leave. And the other third of the angels could go with you too. Bye, Felicia. Wow. God is good. In season and out of season. Jeremiah uh, chapter 17 verse 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? It poses a question, but look at verse 10. Look at the answer. And God answers, I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruits of their doing. You reap what you sow. You want to be lying on people? You want to be gossiping? Guess what? What comes around, goes around. Why are you mad, bro? Why are you mad? Every act that comes out of you should be a godly act. Even when it doesn't feel right. You know how many, pe- how many hands I have shaken of people that have lied on me? They have talked about me? And I'm civil. I'm civil. Why? Because at the end of the day, none of that matters. Because God knows the mind. God knows the heart. And I want to be right in front of God. So I'm going to do everything I can to brush it off. To brush it off. You don't need to defend yourself. God will defend. God will show up for you. People robbed you. They steal on you. They lied on you. Okay, okay, okay. God's coming knocking. And he's going to collect. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But if you feed into that, you're a participator of that. That means God has to judge you the same way he's going to judge your enemies. We want God to take care of our enemies, but we cannot behave like our enemies. And expect God to override his word and do a favor for you. If he does that, then he's not God. There's nothing above God other than his word. And his word is law. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So we have to incorporate that in our minds in every decision that we make. Now, I know it it seems impossible. It's hard. It's difficult. Pastor, but you don't understand me. Maybe if I speak to my wife concerning about something that I did, maybe she'll kick me out of the house. I'd rather get kicked out of the house than go to hell for eternity. she take me back after she realized she can't pay all those bills by, on her own. I like to, I like to throw jabs here one, once, once in a while. I like to throw a jab. Amen. God is good. Come on. Let, let us stay focused. Let us stay focused. God is good. Amen. You are a result of you. There's a demand and expectation of God according to his scriptures. You cannot justify your poor behaviors. Now, this is practice makes perfect. Okay? If you practice something for so long, it comes to you like second nature. 
Amen? Anything you practice, anything you put to practice in life will come to you. Like second nature, right? Let's begin starting the week by saying to God, I'm going to apply your word in my life. Now that might sound, sound simple, but it's not simple. Because I guarantee you the moment you say that, someone is coming around the corner to do something to distract you and get, out of, and get you out of that word or get you out of character. But after a while, once you start feeding into the Word of God and you start giving life to the Word of God by applying it in your life, you're going to see that the results are much better than the results that you have tamed so far. So let us justify the Word of God in us and let us not justify our poor behaviors. Are you hearing me? Honesty is the best policy. Are you hearing me? We want God to change everything and everyone around us. But God is saying, I first I need to change you. You. I want to start with you first. Because if I can start with you, I'm going to change the way you see things. And if I could change the way you see things, you will stop complaining about those things. There are things in life that no matter how hard you pray... How hard you intercede will never be removed from you. It's a mystery why they're there. But they're there for a reason. 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 Those things are keeping you from you folding. They serve a purpose. Stop praying to God for God to remove that from you and start embracing it. Start embracing it. Some of those things are annoying as believers who are walking and every time you're going to do something, they appear. That you know you're going to do something that you ain't supposed to be doing. Dag, man, why did I have to walk through aisle nine? And run into Jessica. Oh, man. You know, because now we're not following the guidelines and the orders when they put the arrows. You know, it says enter this section. Exit this way. Do not enter here. So we have been a walk through. I'm the only one? Oh, okay. God is good. Look at 2nd of Corinthians chapter 12, verse 19 to 20. I'm going to be brief on this. This is the Apostle Paul speaking to the church in Corinth. He said, again, do you think that we have an excuse ourselves because of our behaviors? We speak before God in Christ, but we do all things, beloved, for your edification. What the Apostle Paul was trying to say to the church in Corinth was that their lifestyle was a reflection of God. And in return, people were edified by that. Did you know that your lifestyle, the current one that you have right now, are influencing people in a positive or negative way? One of the things that I love about my next door neighbor is that he's always hugging and kissing his wife. And I admire that. It made me want to kiss and hug my wife. Like the other day, my wife said to me, what's going into you? I, I say I do it, but not all the time. And what I mean by not all the time, I'm not on her. You know what I'm saying? But I, I admire that. I said, wow, I really like that. I really like that. We can pick and choose what we allow in. God doesn't pick and choose for us. That's up to us. Don't say, oh, I busted his face because I couldn't stand his face and God needs to understand that he needs to change his face. Woo, then you hear the sirens. You guys are tight this morning, amen? Loosen up a little bit. It's reality. And in verse 20, he, said, he breaks it down by saying, the behavior such as jealousy, Gossip, 
outbursts of sin, etc., etc. In other words, what the Apostle Paul is saying, there's no justification for those behaviors because we don't even lash out like that. Why are you acting that way? If you are receiving from us and we are receiving from God through the Holy Spirit and we have, uh, have shown you examples how to live a godly life, then why are you acting that way? Our children are a reflection of us. Are you hearing me? Sometimes we wonder why our children are, are acting up. Have we checked our behaviors? Don't demand something that you ain't giving. Are you hearing me? You are your own child's advocate. Your child looks up to you in more ways that you have no idea. And sometimes you can't even stand your children. Could you imagine God looking at you that way? Consider that. Consider that. Amen. So the Apostle Paul tells the church in Corinth, listen, if we have modeled to you godly examples, if we have been praying and interceding and impartating in each and every one of you the kingdom of God, then why are you behaving this way? Many of us are having emotional outbursts. We're not justified. We're not justified. We're not. We have to keep our emotions in check. And the only way you can do that is by disciplining yourself in more ways than one. You see, if you take the word of God for what it is, you will benefit from it. But if you just read the Bible like any other book you read or you treat it as a fairy tale, you will never benefit from it. I see God's glory in everything through every kindness of good deeds that other people do. But we have to learn how to apply this. Now the Bible calls us peacemakers. Why is there no peace at home? Why don't we have no peace at home? What are we contributing to that? Netflix released a series recently about UFOs. And one of the, uh, according to a, a, an article, said that one of them was based on the Berkshires. You know, so they, they created this series of UFOs. I don't believe in UFOs. But when I was growing up, there were UFOs in my house. Every time my mother threw a dish, my friends used to come over. They said, what's that? I said, that's a UFO. Unidentified object. It was a plate. But when it landed, they should have come interview her. They should have come interview me. I would have gave them a full description of what that object was. You're not justified. We all have bad dates. We all do. We all do. We all. Amen, baby. She ain't even one and she said, ah, she feeling life. <laughs> glorify God amen but you know we, we we get away with it but after a while it's going to come back to you and anything we do in life we really don't get away from it. It, it it really we can play that game all day every day but in reality it'll come back to you have you questioned why people don't want to get next to you? Why they don't call you? Why they're not around you? It, there could be many reasons. But I was speaking to my cousin the other day. And she was talking to me about a, a family member. And they said, nobody looks for them. Nobody. And, and she was having this pity meltdown about another family member. And I said, I wonder why. Because every time everyone's around her, she act crazy. Who want to be around somebody that act crazy all the time? 
people, that gets tiring. It gets tired. Am I the only one? I know y'all laughing because y'all know it's true. Y'all have some crazy family members that you don't want to deal with. You're like, nah, I ain't going to a birthday party. I'm going to mail them a gift. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Raising their hand. Thank God the camera's only here. But if you call me, I guarantee you, I'll rat, I'll rat them all out. Amen. I'll give you the names and phone numbers of those that saying hallelujah, amen, because they're talking about you. They're just using me. You got to question these things. God, why am I not getting promoted? God, why am I not growing? Is it the church? Is it me? Because sometimes we blame the church, but it could be us. I played that game for a long time until I became the pastor. And I said, oh, damn. Everything I complained to my pastor about, now I'm going through it. Ay, bendito. God is good. Verse, uh, God is so good, man. We worship you, Lord. And then in verse 21, chapter 2, verse 12, I mean, 2nd of Corinthians, chapter 12, verse 21, he says, Let us once again, by God, will be humble in all ways. In all ways. The Apostle Paul was telling that church specifically, Humble yourself. Let God glorify himself through you in, in other words he needs your participation he needs your cooperation in order for god to do anything that he wants to be done here on this earth he needs a vessel he needs a vessel now i don't want god to use other people that he shouldn't be using to begin with i want god to use me I don't need someone that doesn't believe in God remind me of who he is. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Someone that doesn't serve God. I want to be a reflection of God in every way possible. And that's possible if I examine my heart, if I examine my ways, if I consider my ways, if I stop playing church. Let us be the church. Let us stop playing church and let us be the church. Heaven will back us up all the way, all the way, all the way. If you stop playing it and you start participating and cooperating, meaning every morning I make it. I make every morning a priority in my life. The first battle that I have, like I was saying last Wednesday, and the battle that we all have is getting up in the morning. That's our first challenge. When we open up our eyes, you know, just a little bit, and we look at the clock and we go, oh, man, dag, man, another hour, oh. We start, and then we realize we got to get up because we're going to be late. That's our first struggle, getting up in the morning. But once you get up in the morning, what happens after? Everything else follows Everything else follows. Everything starts falling into what? Into its place. Amen? But if we ourselves as individuals, as believers of Jesus Christ, don't have an attitude of gratitude, we can never participate in what God has in store for us for that day. We cannot take every day lightly. Every day serves a purpose. This day can be your last day. Tomorrow can be your last day. Next week could be your last. You don't know that. You don't know that. So record this in your mind. I want to live every day with purpose. Meaning that the moment I open up my eyes, I want to fulfill God's agenda. Are you hearing me? I have to fulfill God's agenda, whatever that is for the day. Are you hearing me? I got to make the best out of every situation. Even when you're stuck in traffic. 
That gives you a beautiful time to work on patience. I'm not going to beat the horn. Look at her over there playing with her phone. You know, because we Christians, we, we, we're gifted at being critical. We like to criticize everything. You have no idea what people are going through and you're over here having a pity temper tantrum in your car. When you could take the opportunity to say, God, I'm stuck in traffic. I'm going to glorify you. I know this is happening for a reason. So let me pray for those who are around me. Sitting on my left, I have no idea who that person is across from me in that car. Could be going through depression. Suicidal thoughts, maybe divorce, maybe bankruptcy. Who knows? I pray that some way, somehow, Lord, you make a way for them. And in the midst of all of that, that a testimony comes out to, of glorification. Amen. Everything serves a purpose. Amen. Matthew chapter, Matthew chapter 5, verse 1 through 12, sums up to this. The attitudes produce blessings or cursings. You choose. Jesus gave us eight beatitudes, introducing them to the twelve apostles, explaining to them how the kingdom of God works, and leaving it up to them. Today, God is leaving it up to you. You choose. If you want to receive the blessing or the curse, you choose. Tomorrow when you go to work, think about the 40 million people that are unemployed and stop complaining about your job. Give God thanks for the provision because there's 40 million people unemployed today. They're one paycheck away from losing it all and God has given you provision in the midst of the desert. God is so good. In order to apply chapter uh, Matthew chapter 5 verse 1 to, through 12, you have to keep this in mind. God first above all. In order to apply that chapter into your life, you have to remind yourself God above all. That everything that you do, that everywhere you go, every place you come in contact, He's glorified. He's glorified. Now, they're going to call you all kinds of names. They're going to call you religious. They're going to call you Saint. Saint Maria. Uh Uh-uh. Saint Jabari. Uh Uh-uh. Saint Chris. Oh, there, there comes Holy, 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 Holy. Oh, he can't do no wrong. She can't do no wrong here. That's good. That's good, Chris. Because... Verse 12 says, Rejoice and be exceedingly glad in, for great rewards are in heaven for those who are persecuted. And you complaining because people are criticizing you for real? For real? Give me four thumbs down. I love it. I love it. Roll your eyes at me. I love it. Why? Because that reveals the real me, how I react. Some of you people roll their eyes on you. And there goes the week. Why did she roll her eyes at me? Why did he roll it? This is the message. Grow up. Grow up. Grow up. Grow up. I remember when the apostle began to encouraged me to open up a Facebook page. He said, open up a Facebook page. That way, you know, the church, the people out there get to know who you are and stuff like that. You'll be able to interact and engage with everyone. So I put somebody in charge of that Facebook account. I said, you know, take care. I don't have time for that. You know, you, you put thumbs up, smiles, whatever. Whoever contacts me that you know that they're 
people that want to know about God, then, and, and I put this person in charge. I had no idea that other people were watching my account and they were saying, how come you put a thumbs up to that and you didn't put a thumbs up to me? How come you put a smile to that and you didn't put it? And the whole time I'm thinking to myself, I don't even control the thing. Shut it off, shut it off. Hello, hello, hello. Get the thumbs up from God. You, you see how people are? I don't care if you like my picture or not. It doesn't really bother me. If it, I want to make sure that my picture is in the scripture. That my picture reflects the scripture. People are lying, taking pictures in the beach. Look at my house. Thank your house. Look at my pool. Dang your pool. Pull up at Walmart, see a Maserati. Look at my car. Look at my Jaguar. Look at my Hummer. And then you run into them. What happened to your car? It's in the shop. You know, I don't really take it out as much. You know, I got my hoopty. Lying. Lying. <laughs> Fake profiles. And it's a reality. I'm just being real. Some of you have gotten catfish following these people. I thought you was the one in the picture. Yeah, that was a picture I took many years ago. What happened? Life. Now I'm going to give you five, uh, four ways how to improve. And then we're going to close with that. Amen. The first step that you ought to make in order to allow the kingdom of God to work in your behalf is for you to stop lying to yourself. Stop lying to yourself. Look yourself in the mirror and own up to who you are. Stop lying. Stop lying to yourself. If you are a drunk, admit it. Lord, I'm a drunk. Lord, I'm a, I, 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 I've been doing things that I ain't supposed to be doing. And your mercy and your grace has kept me. But Lord, this, it stops today. Even if I have to seek some help. I'm going to do whatever it takes. But today, I'm going to confront myself. You see, we're good at confronting people. We're good at pointing people's flosses. You'd be surprised how critical people are of me. Oh, Pastor Jose doesn't know how to pronounce certain words. He doesn't know. Let me tell you something. At least I'm doing what God called me to do. Mind your business. Do you. I do me. I'm still standing. Hallelujah. Praise God. I wish Pastor Jose. Let me tell you something. God created me this way. And I embrace my uniqueness. I'm not very well spoken. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, I love God. I love God than the people that present themselves to be people of God and are well spoken who are hypocritical. Who are beating up their wives, drinking, sleeping with their next door neighbor. Let's be real. Let's be real. Cheating at work. Oh, 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 oh. I know y'all logging off now. But I'll catch you on the rebound. I'll see you at Walmart. Number two. Humble yourself. Or God will humble you. First, stop lying to yourself. Second, humble yourself. Look at Matthew chapter 23 verse 12. And whoever exalts himself, I will humble them and whoever humbles himself I will exalt there's a lot of people out with their chest out professing to be something trying to impress everyone let me say your day is coming when God humbles you you're going to cry so it's better for you to humble yourself because pride comes before the fall See, all kinds of people trying to make a name for themselves, you know, posting and speaking and saying all kinds of things. Let me tell you, so that's prideful. Because when you really have a blessing from God, you treasure that and you value that. You don't boast about it. 
You could give a testimony about it, but don't sit there and, uh, you know, I got this because, you know, God is good, this and that. No, that's God's mercy because in reality, we all deserve hell because we all fall short of the glory of God. That's scripture, including me. Amen. Number three, this is critical. Check your source. Whoever influences you has power over you. Now you might say, Pastor, you're my influence, you're my source. No, because there's times that you get the message on Sunday and you forget about it on Monday. So at the end of the day, we're not going to play those games. You have to check. That's why I'm very careful with my ear gate. I don't say amen to everything. And if someone is preaching a word, I pull out the Bible. I want to see. We're reading the same book, right? Amen. Hallelujah. Our pastor said that. And that ain't even in the Bible. Hallelujah. That's, that's for me. That's for me. That's for me. Oh, that, that wasn't really for me. He played me. He took my money. You play yourself. That's why I don't sit here and tell you to give an offering of a certain amount. It's going to break the devil's back. And God, No, no. The Bible talks about tithes and offerings and offerings that you give unto the Lord. I'm not going to manipulate that. If you want to give, you give. And if you don't, you don't. But those that give are entitled and those that don't give are not entitled. But I'm not going to sit here and manipulate and say that God told me for you to do something when in reality it was my emotions and my feelings to get and fund something that came from me and not from God. Hmm. Check your source. Evaluate your circle of influence, whether it's your mom, your dad, whoever it is. Take that under consideration and say, God, how is this beneficial for me? Should I be drinking from this well? Should I be drawing from this well? Should I be partaking, participating? Let me tell you, it's hard at times to get away from people who are negative but I'm telling you, from the bottom of my heart, it's the best thing you could possibly do in your life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Oh, come over here. No, 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 I ain't going over there. No, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I'm going to cook for you. The devil is alive. Because I know what you're going to give me. You're going to give me a dosage of you. And before you know it, I'm going to become a replica of you. And I don't want to be like you. There's some people that you know that I know that you can't, the moment they tell you they're coming over, you're starting to count down when they're leaving, when they're leaving, when they're leaving. Oh, what you said? Oh, no, I'm just, I got to be around who? Where are we going? Nah, I'm good. I'll stay home. We could go on Facebook Live if you want. <laughs> or Zoom. <laughs> Number four and the last one. Commit yourself to the ways of the Lord. Commit yourself. Apply. I'm going to get up this morning and I'm going to do my very best to pray. And I'm going to do my very best to follow what I prayed for. I'm going to commit myself to the Lord today. So if you're having problems, whatever the problem is, it has more solutions than it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I, I had a co-worker, and I, I hope he's watching. I'm not going to mention his name, but he knows exactly who I'm talking about. And a few years ago, excuse me, he came to me about a situation. He said, man, I'm having some trouble with some cats. I said, Cats? Yeah, I got my mom's cat. I'm babysitting my mom's cat. I'm, you know, she, she's in the nursing home. I got my cat. They're not getting along. They're fighting. They don't let me sleep. I put them in one room. I put them in the cage. They, they get out of the cage. They just, they're they completely going haywire all over the house. You know, I can't sleep. I can't concentrate. I got my mom here. I got this going on. I got this going on. And you know me, I, I, I'm a son of a king. And when you're a son of a king or a daughter of a king, you got nothing but solutions. I said, brother, you take both of them cats. And you go down to the MSPCA, and you pay your $30 fee, and sayonara, goodbye. He looked at me like, 
for real? Like if I insulted him. And I, and I felt like, you're the one complaining. You ever met people like that? They complain about things, you give them a solution, and then they look at you like you're stupid. With all due respect, they look at you like you're dumb. And, and you're just giving them a solution, common sense, hello. They bother you, I put them in a cage, bye-bye. You think I'm going to be in my house? Oh, man, both of them. I, I won't even take them to the MSPCA. And please don't criticize me, you animal lovers. I'll take both cats and put them in the woods. Be free. Go do what God called you to do. Be wild in the wild. Not here. I love animals. Don't criticize me, amen. I, I, I just have solutions. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? Why is this important? Because if you don't commit your ways to the Lord... Your ways are not going to get you nowhere. Nowhere. Everything that I am and everything that I will become comes from God. I dedicated my life to God and it wasn't easy. I lost some friends. I lost some people along the way. But let me tell you, I thank God for the process because the process gave me progress in life. And the more progress I have in life, the more I achieve, the more I obtain, the, the, the further I'm able to expand, the more I can grow. Now, trust me, I'm not a boring pastor. I'm not a boring Christian. Come over my house and I will give you a lot of things for you to be entertained. But I don't lose sight of who God is in the midst of it. No, I'm not going to go to, to you with, to the bar. I'm not going to the strip club. You ain't going to find me at no concert. No, you're, uh, none of those things. But I have a lot of entertainment at home. Being a Christian doesn't mean that you're boring. We serve a living God. It's the way you interpret the things of God. You see, we accepted things that are not of God as things that they should be when in reality it doesn't work that way. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The people who are out there who are not serving God are living on pleasure borrowed time. Meaning that one day before you know it, the smoke is going to clear and they're going to open up their eyes and look at the wreckage of the mess that they have made of themselves. That's why it's very important that now you consider your ways and say, God, I give you my heart. I give you everything that I am because I know that your ways are better than my ways. And my ways have gotten me nowhere. So I ask you, Lord, to have mercy on me. Amen. Give God a round of applause. Come out a little louder, church. God is good. Let us be on our feet. For those who are watching, thank you for tuning in. I'm Pastor Jose Martinez, the pastor here at the Resurrection Center. We are located on 1060 Worcester Street in Indian Orchard in the beautiful city of Springfield, Massachusetts. For more information about our ministry, please log on to our website, www.resurrectionspringfield.org or any of our social media platforms at TRC413. Those who are here, lift up your hands. We've all been called by God, right? We all have a calling, right? Many of us know what that calling is, and many of us don't know what that calling is, right? This Tuesday, we're going on a 21-day fast. I encourage you, join us, please. God is going to do something with us that we never thought it would even be possible, conquering ourselves. And during this 21-day fast, we are praying to God so that God can help us overcome what's coming and that we can be an asset and a blessing for others. Tuesday at 7.30, we're going to be here at the church. We don't know what time we're leaving, but if you want to just stop by and you got to go after, that's fine. But just stop by. We want to do it together. Many of you cannot do a full fast because of medical reasons. I understand that, but you can do a partial fast. 
during the 21 days of fasting, those that there are married, I just want to remind you that if you're going on a 21 day full fast, there's no intimacy. And you know what I mean by that. There are kids in the building, but I have to make that clear. You are separating yourself for 21 days for the Lord. You're going to open up the fast, presenting yourself as a living sacrifice. You are to sustain from meats or, 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 or from, we have a list of things. The only things that we're going to be doing is water and fruits and vegetables. Amen. For those who are working and are doing partial, you can do meat. You could only do chicken, turkey, or fish. Amen. And you are to have one full meal. But the ones that are doing the 21-day fast, the Daniel fast, 